Welcome to Solving for the Undefined podcast. I'm your host, Johanna, founder of Miss Kuiper's Classroom, the place that equips teachers in creating a healthy math classroom where students can thrive, no matter their academic abilities. But it's not always about the numbers, and that's why I'm here, bringing you the formulas to solve your problems, math and otherwise, plus strategies on cultivating that necessary math mindset. And that's what you can count on. Hello, hello. Welcome to a brand new episode. This past week, I had my first two teacher buyback days. Those are the days that we get paid, but they aren't part of our contract days. Basically, extra days that they add to the beginning and the end of the school year where we do PD or we have guest speakers and we get paid for it. As the beginning of the school year approaches, for me, I've been thinking a lot about how I'm going to structure the first day of school. And that's when today's episode was born. Whether or not you've started the school year, I have tips that you can use both during your first week of school or spread it out as needed. And it's kind of nice, it ties in with the series I just completed on the neuroscience of learning and growth mindset and all of that and using it to prepare for the school year. Now, before we begin, I wanted to share some updates coming to the podcast. I've been doing an episode every other week for a while, but with school starting back up again, I'm going to be going back to an episode every Monday. Yay! I'm excited. And with that, I'm going to be creating a more structured schedule so you know what to sort of expect from the podcast. And I got the structure idea from Jess Massey from the Hustle Sanely podcast. So here's what the schedule kind of looks like. Every first Monday of the month will be a breaking down a math concept where I share how I would scaffold and differentiate differentiate a concept. And then the second and third Monday are still in the air for what I want to specifically clump it as. So I'm just going to call it open to discussion for now. But the fourth Monday will be a guest episode. So I will bring on a guest who will share something in relation to the math world. I already have a few in mind, so I'm excited about that. And then if there happens to be a fifth Monday, like there is for the month of August... I will do a Q&A session. What this means is I will post a poll on Instagram, Facebook, or even, I guess, TikTok. Ooh, I could even try Twitter too. I don't use my Twitter very often. Anyway, on my social medias, I will post a poll or something asking what things you want answers to, whether it's a big topic or a specific question like what attention getters do you use for a middle school classroom? I can answer them all in that episode. So get ready because August, like I said, is one of those months that has a fifth Monday. So be on the lookout for a poll or something on social media or feel free to DM me a question or a thought because next Monday's episode is a Q&A session. Okay, let's dive into today's episode. First day of school. All of those mixed emotions, especially this year. But overall, I'm feeling excitement for the start of a new beginning. But the first day is all about relationships. 
and I have four phases that I go through on the first day. I feel like I'm planning a, like a secret mission where there's phases. So phase one, the greeting phase. I start off strong by greeting students at the door. I got this idea from the book, The First Days of School by Harry and Rosemary Wong. I believe that's them. But the idea of greeting students at the door, it creates a connection, a sense of belonging, and increases engagement within the classroom. So when I greet students at the door, I always stop them, introduce myself by saying, Hi, I'm Miss Kuiper, and you are? Then I repeat the student's name to make sure I understood correctly, because one year I thought my student's name was Andrew and his name was Damien, so I always repeat to make sure I understood correctly. And then once I get that nod of approval, yep, that's me, I say, nice to meet you. And I usually do this with a handshake, but I don't think COVID regulations will allow that this year. And last year, last year was online, so virtual handshakes didn't really work out very well. And then I'll hand the student a card with a number on it and let them enter the classroom. So the number corresponds to a desk in the room. I have... Hopefully this year I'll be able to, but my desks in groups of four because I like to do things in teams, but each number corresponds to a desk and it's like having a seating chart, but it gives the groupings a randomness and by grouping the students randomly, I get to see how students interact with each other from an impartial standpoint. Plus when students know it's random, it can alleviate some comparison to others put in their team as well like oh I'm in the smart kids group or something similar whether we like it or not students can carry the baggage of cultural norms biases social expectations and status into the classroom especially when you are a teacher who teaches a grade who's been there for a while like I teach eighth grade so the students know each other from 7th grade and 6th grade and even from elementary school. So the random groups can send the message that we're all on an equal playing field and that we're all here to work together. I know that seems like it can be a lot of analysis into the way to make groups, but anything to help students is worth it. One other thing to note about phase 1 is that I have something ready for students to do the moment they walk in the door. It's always a low-risk optional distraction piece, so that way students who may not know the people in their group or may be new to the school don't have to be sitting there twiddling their thumbs. I do this using my intro slides, my intro to-do slides, which you can download for free on my website. Um, I put one of those math puzzles, you know, the one where it says like, Shoe plus shoe equals 18. And then there's another one. And then the last one, it kind of like trips you up a little bit by saying two shoes plus two shoes plus something else equals 27. That type of problem. Or I'll do a which one doesn't belong. And I leave sticky notes on the students' desks for them to complete the puzzle if they want to. And we'll do something with that sticky note later. It refers to phase four, but that's all for phase one, the greeting phase. So let's jump into phase two. Phase two is about getting to know each other. So once the bell has rung and the students are seated, 
I start the class as I normally would once we've gotten all of our routines down. So it kind of looks like this, or you can visualize it. Once the bell rings, I usually close the classroom door, I walk up to the front, and I stand next to my teaching spot, and then I call the class to attention. I use a call bell, the one that you like, ding, to get the class's attention. With my hand up at a 90 degree angle, starting from the shoulder, I smile and wait until I have everyone's attention. This is called the above pause whisper. I will leave details in the show notes on my blog about this, or if you listen to episode six, I go into depth there and share more about it. Usually the first week I get students' attention almost instantaneously because it's still the honeymoon phase. We're still testing those boundaries. And so it's quick and easy. Then I do the briefest intro. Literally, I say, hello, I'm Miss Kuiper. I'm going to be your math teacher this year. Hence, you're in this classroom. I'll introduce myself more later, but now I'm going to explain your first activity. Boom. That's it. I want students to get talking and building trust with each other before I even talk about who I am. In phase two, I want students to get to know each other. Once students are talking, I can begin to see students' personalities emerge and how they're going to be able to work together. And I do this through get-to-know-you activities. I never call them icebreakers. I internally cringed when I said that. Too much anxiety surrounds the idea of icebreakers, and I don't want that in my classroom. So I never call them icebreakers. Anyway, I'm going to start off by telling you one of my least favorite get-to-know-you activities. Bingo. You know the ones I'm talking about where you have to wander the room asking people if they relate to one of the spots on your board so you can get a blackout or whatever? It inevitably goes from did you travel more than 50 miles this summer? To, which box will you sign for me? Boring. I prefer something lower risk and way more fun. Insert A to Z get to know me activity. This activity has 26 wacky, serious, and funny questions for students to get to know who their classmates are. Like one of them, I made these up myself, so I, I, I like them a lot. It says, Queen of England grants you knighthood. What did you do to deserve it? How fun is that? So the way it works is this. Students will answer questions in their teams based on the letters in their names. So starting with the first letter in their name, students will answer the corresponding question. For example, I'm Johanna. So I will start with question J. Here it is. Just so you know, my least favorite snack is blank, but my favorite is blank. So then I'd answer it. My least favorite snack is the soft and chewy Chips Ahoy. My favorite snack is probably brie cheese with water crackers. Although I'm weird and I add salt because it doesn't have enough oomph without it. And then the next person will go. And we'll continue around our group until all the name letters have been shared or we run out of time. So students may use a nickname if they choose because I know some names are like really long or students have other preferred names. When doing this activity, I'll always model it first, similar to how I did with you. I like this activity because it's fun. It's 
not the typical get to know you. Oh, that reminds me of this TikTok I watched. I'm going to see if I can play it for you. We'll see. Hold on. For reference, this is Miss Rosenfeld on TikTok. I had to do an icebreaker with all the new teachers today. They said, turn to the person next to you and ask them as many questions as you can in 60 seconds. And I was like, yes, as many weird questions as I can. And then your partner answers and then you switch. And then our administrator said, great, now you're going to introduce your partner. So I sat there watching people state very normal facts they had learned about their coworkers. And then it was my turn to introduce my partner. Hi, this is my partner. He works in the special education department. He does not believe that cereal is a soup. He puts the toilet paper roll on forward. His bedtime is 1130. <laughs> oh, too good. I love this video so much. All right, back to business. That's it for phase two, though. That's the get to know each other activity. Moving into phase three, that's the phase three get to know me. I may or may not have made that rhyme on purpose. Anyway, this is the time where I introduce myself. I have maybe three slides of pictures. I have one of me and my husband, one with my family, and then my pets, because who doesn't love to see pictures of cute animals? But the way I introduce this is by saying, now that you know some things about each other, here's a little bit about me. And then I explain the pictures and some significance because my mom is the reason I'm a teacher and my dad's the reason why I chose math. And so those are some fun things to add in. Then I give my students a true or false quiz about me. Most of the questions are like, my favorite condiment is mustard, true or false. Or I played soccer in high school, true or false. And I let the students work together, which they will do now because they know each other and have built a little bit of trust by doing the A to Z get to know me activity. And my favorite part about doing this true or false quiz about me is I've set up hints around the room, very incognito style. And so this activity does take some prep, but the majority of it is set up anyway because it's my normal setup. I just make sure to have certain things to help students figure out if something is true or false. So for example, the I played soccer in high school question. I have pictures from my track and field days. I did shot put and discus in high school and in college. But I have pictures from that time on my the wall behind my desk to showcase that. So they might be able to understand from that that I didn't play soccer in high school but I did shot put and discus instead. Some of the statements on the true or false quiz are like I'm excited to have you in my class true or false or I have high expectations for my students true or false. This puts some genuineness into the activity and whenever we go over it students always shout false to be silly and they know it's true. They haven't experienced it yet to know it's true, but they know deep down inside them that my hope is for them to see that it's true. This teacher true or false activity is a free download in my TPT store or on my website. It is editable, 
So you can make it your own. You don't have to fake that you did shot put and disc kiss in high school just because mine says that. But it also has the example of what I use in my classroom as well as some ideas for you to put on there in case you got some writer's block. And then after the students do this activity or the time is up, we'll go over it together. And my favorite part is asking students how they figured out if it was true or false. Because sometimes students heard from a previous grade level student or they saw the picture on my wall or they noticed that there was open mustard packets in the trash can. I don't know, something along those lines. It's kind of like crime scene kitchen almost. If you haven't seen that show on Hulu, you need to watch it. It's, I loved it. It was awesome. But that is phase three, get to know me. So now we're moving into our fourth phase, closing it out. This closing it out phase is a routine phase. I like to start and end the first day with some routine to provide some structure to the day and to show students that it's not all fun and games. I guess that's not really what I'm trying to show, but I want I want and need structure in the day to kind of feel like it's the start of a school year rather than an after school camp. Anyway, this closing it out phase is a routine phase where I show students how I need them to reorganize the classroom to prepare for the next class. And I talk to them about how this classroom is a place of learning. And in order for it to be that way, I need it to be ready for the next class. So that way I, as the teacher, am fully prepared and ready for them. So that way they can have the same experience you just did. And it may seem silly, but my goal this year especially is for students to feel ownership over the space that's provided to them and the materials as well to a point that they want they want it to look good and feel good for themselves and for other students who are in this classroom. So the way I do this is I show them the lines on the floor and how they're supposed to match where their desks go because I, I have them in groups of four, but the desks are all facing different directions to best provide a, a group atmosphere because desks are not squares and then how to properly tuck in their chairs. And then I also share with them how I want the teams exiting the classroom to avoid chaos and where the parking lot is for sticky notes. And we've made it full circle back to the sticky notes that they use at the beginning of the class. If you've never used a parking lot before, it's a place for students to stick exit tickets, if they're sticky notes, of course, questions or notes to me depending on the day and the situation. And then that's pretty much it. Once the school year gets into full swing, probably day two or three, I have a little bit more that I add to this closing it out phase. I have supply boxes for each team that have literally anything and everything they need from pencils to highlighters to tape to calculators, scissors, markers, all that stuff is in this box. And I have like a little supply list that has like our exit or closing it out routine as well as the supplies that need to be in that box. And then if there's anything missing or if a marker dries out or something, this is also that they'd write on a sticky note and put it on the parking lot saying team four needs another green marker, something like that. So that'll be also in the closing it out phase later on. So it's not just 
Make sure your tables are neat and tuck in your chair. But again, that's pretty much it for day one. Day one is in the books. Now only to do that five more times throughout the day. That's the one thing that's so tough about that first week of school is all my classes have the same lesson plan. Normally it's like I have two accelerated eight classes and three math eight classes and then advisory, but no, all of my classes are the exact same. To briefly summarize, I plan my first day into four phases. Phase one, greeting. Phase two, get to know each other. Phase three, get to know me. And finally, phase four, closing it out. And with that, I hope you are feeling more prepared for the first day of school and how it will go. I know my first year of teaching, I never saw what a first day of school looked like. So whether you are a first year teacher or you're a veteran teacher, I hope you feel prepared and you feel ready to go. And if you've already completed the first day of school, then these activities are still fun to do as a brain break. Or if you need a fun Monday or Friday lesson plan, feel free to use this. And if you have any questions, feel free to send me a message on Instagram. You can find me at Miss Kuiper. That's M-I-S-S-K-U-I-P-E-R. And I'm happy to help. And until next time, I'll calculator. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. To find all the links and resources to things talked about in this episode, head on over to MissKuypersClassroom.com and click on podcast.